Welcome everyone to today's episode of the Divorce Etc. podcast. We are doing something a little different today. We're actually talking about the most listened to episodes that we have had in seasons one and seasons two as a sort of um, celebratory end of the year and a look ahead to our next season of the Divorce Etc. podcast. Uh, Season three is going to launch in January. So in case you've been wondering what some of our best episodes were, or if you haven't heard all of our episodes, if you haven't been listening to the Divorce Etc. podcast since the very beginning, then this is going to be your opportunity to go back and listen to some of the ones that might be most helpful and useful to you. Because here on the podcast, we help you navigate everything divorce, whether you're thinking about it, whether you're in the middle of it, or whether you're done and moving on, we have resources, education, and support for you because we are the ex-experts, Jessica and TH. So TH, should we jump into it? Let's go. Our number five is with Sarah Corcoran and what's the title? Uh, The title was Custody and Parenting Rights You Need to Know. This was from season one. It was episode 30, 3-0. All of this will be in the show notes. Um, And Sarah Corcoran is a rock star lawyer in New Jersey and um, had a lot of amazing information to give us for this. And I just love the way she explains things. She keeps it super simple and she acts like she's your friend. I mean, that's kind of how she communicates with you. Totally. But she happens to have just a wealth of knowledge. So I would say, you know, when you're talking about custody and parenting rights and visitation and whatever words they're using now for all these negotiations of time and parenting and, and, you know, primary residence, all this stuff. The one thing that I pulled out that maybe it's because I'm looking back now, 14 years is I quote her as saying agreements can't provide for everything. So, you know, if, you want a condition in there regarding that, you know, if your ex or soon to be ex is going to be away for the weekend and it's their weekend, you need almost like a first right of refusal, right. For, you know, to, to have parenting time with your child before they go with their grandparents or any, you know, anybody else. And, you know, she said, you should definitely put that into your agreement, but remember agreements can't provide for everything. So ultimately you really, really, really want to try to be able to at least handle the business of, of everything going on with your kids and be able to communicate in whatever way you can. That's not harmful. Yeah. Um, as far as they are concerned, because stuff's just going to come up. Yeah, you're not going to know and be ready for. I agree. I felt like in that episode, she gave great specific tips on what to put into your parenting agreement and things to think about so you don't get stuck in a situation where there's any ambiguity. She has really practical, actionable advice on how to handle custody and the negotiation around it. What I also loved is she's really no nonsense. Like when we talked about what someone can do if like their ex isn't paying child support, she gave a really pragmatic script on getting the money through probate in a way that really didn't sound scary. I felt like she really puts you at ease with the way that she speaks and the advice that she gives. Um, And I also love that she's such a strong advocate of equalizing parenting time. Right. Which is so important. And managing your expectations. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go in there and say, I want sole custody 
well, she explains what you're going to have to prove and you probably still won't get it unless there's uh, an issue of safety. Right. So she's going to help kind of right size your expectations around custody and parenting parenting rights. Also, you really need to understand the difference of legal custody and physical custody. Right. And she gives us all of that information. So look, if you have kids and you're getting divorced or you are divorced, this is an episode to listen to because you are going to get really good information, advice and tips that you can use now. Um, yeah. And then, of course, at the end, like I love that she said that we are providing a great perspective for people here at X Experts, and she hopes we're educating a lot of people. So that was all right, X Experts. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so let's move on. So our number, our fourth best, most highest listened to episode of season one, one. was how to create a budget and pay for your divorce with Tracy Burns. That was season one, episode two, and. I will just start off by saying Tracy is literally just an all around rock star. I feel like she has such a presence, but she's so easy to talk to and real. I love everything about her and full disclosure, Tracy and I worked together at the Fox Business Network years ago, which is where I first met her because she was an anchor on one of the shows. Like she's that kind of a presence and she has like great stuff to say. So I, I totally agree with you. And by the way, she's also a real life expert. Yeah. She's lived through it. So some of her recommendations are really based on her own experience, mm -hmm. not even what she learned as a certified divorce financial analyst, a CDFA. Yeah. Um, so my, the big tip that came out for, that stood out for me was don't forget about gifts. Mm-hmm. Like when you guys are planning your budget and how much you need to live and you're going to have your broad stroke items, like everything involved in keeping a roof over your head and food and health and car and stuff like that. But what about gifts for your kids to give to other people, gifts you have to give to other people, housewarming gifts, wedding gifts? That amounts to a lot of money, especially if you have kids who are like 12, 13 and 16 years old um, with sweet 16s and bar and bat mitzvahs and stuff like that takes a big toll. So just don't forget that because you don't want to be stuck with those bills when the time comes. Right, right. I, I just love that she's so blunt about numbers. Like I feel like, you know, we go into it thinking that divorce means that you're left living on 50% of whatever you were used to living on with your spouse. But she, she explained very well that it's actually less than that. You gotta yeah. take off 30% for your legal fees and you have two homes and double everything, cable bills, electric bills and everything. But I also love that she's so motivating. Like, put your big girl panties on, let's get, go let's get going, we're gonna go deal with this. So I feel like even if it seems a little scary, she makes you feel like you can handle it. And, and in you terms can. Of and By the way, you totally can handle this. Don't be afraid of the numbers. It's a lot of big words that really don't mean anything more than I can pay for this and I can't pay for that. Right. But she also had, as mo uh, you know, our ex-experts do, which is why we do the vetting process ourselves. Tracy had very good practical advice and tips for things that you should do now. Like we've had a lot of financial experts talk about the importance of getting your passwords and access to all of your accounts. Yeah. And Tracy does too, because it's true that you need that. But one thing that Tracy pointed out was actually your last three years of your filed tax returns are the most important. 
Then she even talked about the specific lines that you want to look for so that you can know more information about what you have, what you're dealing with. I also loved her tip about taking screenshots of your account on a specific day so that you can go back and see if your ex is maybe moving money out, if that's something that you're suspicious of. And also like for everyone who's freaking out because maybe they don't have online access to their accounts, she reminded us that we can all go to a branch and right. get those statements in person, which I feel like somehow we've all kind of forgotten about. So right. I felt really good about that episode because you have a key takeaways from that and that really will help you kind of get your finances in order and know what you're like getting ready for. She also provides us with a worksheet that you yep. will have a link to that's on yes. the X experts website. Um, before we get into our number three top episode of season one, I just want to make note that it's just very interesting. The episode topics that resonated with people we have one about divorce. We have one about self-care and empowerment. We have one about a guy's perspective, two guys' perspectives that need to be considered, one about money, and one about family. So we really did touch on each of our ex-experts buckets right. of my right. divorce, my wallet, myself, my stuff, and my family. Each one will resonate with you at a different time in the process, but they all need to be heard. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, listen, you're, there are so many different aspects of dealing with divorce. You need this information in all of these areas. And lucky for you, we've put it all in one place. Um, so moving on, our number three most listened to episode of Divorce Etc. in season one was episode 41, What Men Really Think About Divorce and Getting Through It, with two guys that we love, James Bastian and John Knocklinger. We actually recently had them as featured experts in our monthly open house virtual event talking about the men's POV on divorce. James is a men's divorce recovery coach. John is a family law attorney and mediator and male divorce coach. And the two of them really opened up. And I just remember being shocked to hear that so many men face the stigma and assumption that they cheated when they're telling people that they're getting divorced. Like I felt like that episode was filled with aha moments for me. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would never assume that even though I totally jumped on it. Like as soon as I found out that my ex was cheating, I'm like, okay, he's bad. I'm out. Right. I, and, and, you know, people may have assumed that in advance, but it just happened to be true. But if it's not true, then that's like really a shitty feeling that we never really thought about. Right. And who's assuming that he cheated anyway? Like, is that a generation thing? Is it a guy thing? I mean, we also learned a lot about, you know, what guys think and how guys are there for each other and not there for I'm each not other. There. Yeah. They're there for each other. And by the way, these are very broad stroke statements. Not every guy feels this way. Not every guy responds this way, but this was their, their experience and their opinion is that it's like, you know, I, I heard let's go get a beer. Right. Right. Which or is, I think, let's what go, we assume let's, for guys. That's right. Like, toughen up. Or you got it like a hot chick now. They're like, oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Meanwhile, the guy's like falling apart and just trying to keep it together and doesn't want to be alone. So he got, you know, who he's got next to him. And, and I'm not saying women don't do these things. And I'm not saying men are bad. We love good men. We're all about it. So that's why we really appreciated John and James opening our eyes up to common myths, common assumptions people make. Like I, 
I didn't really think about it because I wasn't really worried about it, but it's good to know. So you have a sensitivity around other men who are going through it and how you kind of treat them through the right. process. One, I mean, I was like, listen, these guys really were very vulnerable in this episode, which we so appreciated. And like, I was really sad for James when he was so open and honest about feeling devastated and lonely and how this was the hardest thing he ever went through. I loved that he admitted that he wanted to talk about it. Like, I feel like he really opened my mind up to the vulnerable side of men when it comes to divorce, because I think that we look at so many guys who seem to be moving on so quickly in so many ways, and we just don't think it affects them emotionally the same way that it does for us. But I also thought it was so interesting that James talked about the fact that he'd been married for so long and he and his ex had had, you know, numerous discussions about the fact that they weren't happy with where they were. And yet he was so blindsided and John like concurred with that in terms of what he knows about from his own clients, like men are often blindsided. It almost like they are, aren't hearing the women or their uh, other, you know, male spouses saying that they're unhappy and they're just kind of like, cruising along in a lot of circumstances, assuming things are just going to be okay. And then they're like completely gobsmacked when they're, well, when their they, spouse says, I really actually want a divorce. But the, the piece is they were blindsided because they were doing the things that they thought they needed to do to make the marriage work. But there was really no communication right. about what do I need to do? So he's like, wait, we're not happy. Okay. I'll work harder. I'll make more money. I'll take the kids more. I'll do this, that, and the other thing without having a conversation with her about what can we do to make this work? Well, it's the communication piece that was missing. So he was chasing the wrong stuff. I don't know if that's entirely the case for James. Like I thought that James had said that she had told him what she wanted to change and he was making steps in those directions. But the truth is what you're saying is a hundred percent right in the, you know, most situations anyway. I mean, right. Couples come to a point where there's a huge breakdown in communication and it, and it, you know, oftentimes 50% of the time will lead to divorce. And it's just such a dark place to be in. Like one of the things I love, I actually can't remember if it was John or James who said this, but like, I love the, the fact that one of them talked about how every day, the way that you feel is a choice. You can choose to be bitter and resentful, or you can choose to be happier and have a better relationship with your kids and aim to have a better re relationship in the future. I'm a person who feels that happiness is a choice. So I just really related to all of that. Yeah, I, I think that everybody should really listen to this episode, men, yeah. women, however you identify, because he really does dig deep and is very revealing about suffering and, and how hard it is to move on and trying to be air quotes, a good person, a good father, a good husband the expectations, the disappointment. We all feel that yeah. no matter what role we play in our marriage. So it's, it's worth a listen for everybody. Um, we are going to take a quick pause here because we know it's hard to get honest and reliable information about your divorce. So we've done the work for you. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get X experts in your inbox. Join our virtual open house events where you can ask questions to top experts live, which include the two of us, by the way, <laughs> and sign up for private sessions with us so you can move forward beyond divorce. You can get all of this information at xexperts.com, E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S.com. We've lived it, so we get it. So now 
Let's get into drum roll. Yes. So our two episodes of season one. Right. So our second highest rated episode of Divorce, Etc. in season one was episode 61. And it was the title is Rebound Relationship or Real Thing. How do you know? Um, This was with Julie Ween, right? Abby Ween. Is it Julie, Julie Ween? Ween? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm having a brain fart. Yes, right. Julie Ween. So how do you know? You know, I mean, this for, we recorded this episode early on when we had started the Divorce Etc. podcast. And at one point, I had been in a rebound relationship. And so the whole topic really resonated with me. I feel like it was really about how you feel and if you really feel happy and settled with the relationship or if there's some kind of underlying anxiety or discomfort that you might be trying to ignore and if that's something that repeatedly comes up then you have to pay attention to it and trust your gut this was an episode that like i said i I, it really had a had a big impact on me because i feel like i've been there before and been wondering and i think that sometimes like you don't even I think sometimes you realize pretty quickly that something was a rebound. And I think sometimes it could be like four years, five years later, and you could look back and be like, wow, that was a rebound. And that's why either you were so hurt by it or, you know, things happened the way that they happened. Right. So rebound doesn't mean it happens like the next day. It can be triggered and happen, you know, like you said, like a while later. And also repeating bad patterns. I mean, I was in a long-term relationship before the, I'm in before the one I'm in now, and I had a few like little relationships here and there in between, but it was the same thing again. And I was just so excited. I'm like, "All right, he checks all the boxes. I'm good to go. Let's go. I'm right. done here." Right. And meanwhile, he was so not checking any of the right boxes. I was still checking the wrong boxes. So like rebounding and think I was in a good place and then this guy looks different. Right. It's but actually not only, the same and you jump into it. And and then and in addition to that, it's like then you you know, when you get out of it, it's also like, okay, so how do I that was like not good at the end. So how do you kind of avoid getting into something that isn't just, you know, a, another rebound? I mean, I also love that one of the things that Julie talked about was like, how do you feel when you're not with the person? Do you want to be with them more? Or is it more kind of out of sight, out of mind in a sense? And that really hit home for me because I feel like in general, I'm really not a clingy person. But I clingy really, and no, thinking no, no. about the person. Are I different. know, but but what I was gonna say is I'm really not a clingy person. And so I've always been a little bit like out of sight, out of mind. I, and and not like listen even when it relates to my kids sometimes like i missed my son desperately when he went away to sleep away camp over the summer but like after you know a couple of weeks it's like okay you're sort of used to life without you know without them in the sense that you don't have all the same you know responsibilities every day you don't have to you know run around doing all the activities and stuff every day and like now my son's in college and i miss him desperately and i love the fact that he's willing to accept my facetime calls when i call him but like i've kind of learned to sort of adapt to it so i just felt like when it when it comes to a relationship when you're thinking about that person, like that is really a telltale sign. 
she also, as our ex-experts are always giving very practical advice and actionable tips, Julie recommended uh, a book that was the, it's called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Mm -hmm. I think the full yeah. title was like, how I tamed the voice in my head, reduced stress without losing my edge and found self-help that actually works. And like, you know, it, it's it's definitely worth picking up a, co a copy. We may have it in the X-rated section on our website. And if we don't, we will check. We'll add it right and we'll now. Add it. So by exactly. the time you hear this, it'll be there. That's right. That's right. But listen, you know, when you come out of a divorce, the bottom line is most of us have um, a guard up after that. It's a scary place to go. You're so traumatized in many ways after being divorced that the idea of getting into a relationship that is then, you know, not going to be the real thing or end and you and you aren't sure how to be able to tell if that's what you're doing or not. This is an episode that everybody should listen to because it's a situation that everyone goes through, not in terms of necessarily going into a, another into a rebound relationship, but everyone is worried about how do I tell whether or not something new is actually real or not. So I highly recommend it. And there's a reason why it was our second highest rated episode. <laughs> yes. So I want to mention a quick bonus episode that I went back to and I really, really enjoyed. It was with Tara Gilvar, Empowering Women, Creating Your Girl Gang with from BIG, which is Believe, Inspire, Grow. Mm -hmm. I... I you Tara, know, Tara created this community kind of out of nothing. You know, she lived, she had moved somewhere in New Jersey yeah. right, and, and wasn't working anymore. You know, she uh, had a master's degree in business and had a, you know, really good Marketing job. career. Yeah. PR and then career. she was like getting together with some women around her and they were all kind of like, these are smart, well-educated women who now were like raising their kids and doing mommy and me classes and, and loving their lives as stay-at-home moms, but feeling like there was a little bit of something missing and how could they kind of harness all of their brain power and all of their education and knowledge and create something that could be beneficial to women everywhere. And they and Big sprung out of that. And yeah. the fact that her whole mission is all about empowering women, like, look, TH and I are all about that, you know, in general for ex-experts. We, we want to give this information and support and, and these resources to men as well. But we know that most of our followers and listeners are female and we just love the messaging. So these are the three questions I'm just going to leave you with. And you're going to have to go and listen to season one, episode six. But the questions that she wants you to ask yourself is include number one, who are you? Who do you want to be and how do you want to get there? And do not answer those questions in terms of you serving other people. I'm, I'm not their mother. I'm not their wife. I'm not their friend. Who are you as a standalone human being? And focus on that and focus mm -hmm. on building relationships, not transactions that is how we build on each other and grow and learn and become limitless. So that's all I'm leaving you with on this bonus episode from season one, um, because it's really good for everybody to listen to. It is female centric, but really we should all be asking ourselves those questions so that we can really grow and discover ourselves, especially after a divorce.
Yeah, totally. I mean, it is about knowing who you are and being able to feel fulfilled in all areas of your life. And I know Tate already mentioned it, but like the importance of staying connected with your friends and your girl gang is huge. And for anybody going through divorce, guy or girl, you quickly understand the importance of that because you want people to rally around you and not just say, are you okay? But like you want people to, you know, reach out and initiate meeting up for a drink, for dinner, you know, for a walk in the neighborhood, whatever it is. And it really is important to nurture your relationships, even when you're married and you think that you're too busy and you are busy taking care of the kids and working and you have all these other things. If you don't maintain those relationships, then if and when it comes time that you find yourself divorced, it's just harder to kind of get back, you know, get people back in a sense. So it's really, were you going to say something? I can't hear you anymore, TH. Your audio just dropped out somehow. One of one of the lawyers that we spoke to, and we're going to mention her for the season to recap, um, did say like when new clients come in, you know, she kind of has them check in with their, who's your support group? Yeah. Okay. You're here. This is the problem. Where are your people? Yeah. Do you have people because that's the number one thing you need in that. So anyway, I just want to mention that. Okay. So Tower Gilbert. All right. Number one. Our top episode. Most, most rated episode of season one was episode four. What your divorce lawyer doesn't want you to know with Gabriella Formosa. This topic um, was very interesting to a lot of people and primarily because when you are getting divorced and you choose who your lawyer is going to be, you often don't have a lot of information. You're scared. You feel like you, you really need their guidance and you just kind of blindly follow. And Gabriella gave us some great tips on things that you have the right and the power to do regardless of who your lawyer is. She makes, she reminds all of us, men, women, everybody, that you are the one hiring. It is your money. It is your life. You need to own that. Don't hand over the reins to somebody else. So she gives you different scenarios. If you're not happy with your lawyer, if you feel like you're not being heard by your lawyer, if you want to double check things that your lawyer is telling you, all of it, negotiating your fees, all of it. And, and this is the most important relationship you're going to have as far as a team for your divorce process. You want to do this no more than once. Nobody even wants to do it once. But you sure as hell don't want to go back again in two years and be like, oops, I made a mistake. Oops, I should have done this. Should is not a good word anyway, and certainly doesn't play a role in your divorce agreement and who you hire as your attorney. Totally. And also like, look, she was saying the, you're going to a lawyer. <laughs> there is an element of them that wants your business. So they may tell you that they can get you the results that you want, even if it's unrealistic, which is why it's important to look at the information and the articles that we have on the X experts website and to listen to our podcast so that you have an idea of what is realistic. Because if you go into a lawyer's office and they're just telling you, yes, 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 for everything, the chances are you're going to end up being disappointed because you're not going to get everything that you're that you're wanting and i loved that she said you don't have to sign the retainer document right away even if you're feeling stressed about the divorce and kind of the prospects of where that's going like 
you can take a minute to think about it. You don't have to sign it while you're in their office. In fact, I think she may have said, don't sign it while you're in their office. Have the meeting with them, take the paperwork or have them send it to you and give yourself a night to think about it and whether or not you really felt like you vibed with them. And the second opinion thing, like I loved, I mean, I don't think a lot of people know or think that if you are getting a divorce and you're working with a divorce lawyer that you're paying, that if they're telling you something that you don't love, that you can actually go and meet with another lawyer to get a second opinion the same way that you would with a doctor. Like I, I had never heard that before. And I love the fact that she was saying that a respectable lawyer should be honest if they think your current lawyer is right. If you go for that second opinion and they say to you, that's what I would do, that'll give you peace of mind. And I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, I mean, the whole process is so overwhelming and you're always going to second guess yourself. My father was right alongside me the whole time. So we were both, you know, fooled, I would say, or sucked in by the process and not speaking up probably nearly enough. And you need someone to stand by your side and hold your hand and be like, okay, you can speak up. Okay, you can go and talk to somebody else and kind of validate the way you're feeling. So listen, if you have an illness, you're not going to your first doctor who says, this is your diagnosis. Right. You're going to go to somebody else and be like, can you check me out? Because this doctor says this and I want to make sure this. Same thing. It's your life. Right. It's your life and your divorce. Right. So she gives you the tips and direction to take control of your life, especially when it comes to your lawyer. And that's, again, the most rela most important relationship through the divorce process. Totally. And then just lastly, I'll just add in like, she also, look, getting a lawyer is expensive. And the way that most divorce lawyers work is you walk in and they want a retainer. And depending on where you live, that amount can vary. Like you could walk in and have to and have to give them a retainer of $20,000 right off the top. And you may think in, initially that you just can't hire that lawyer because you can't afford it. And one thing that she did talk about was the idea of asking if you can structure the payment or the retainer differently if you can't afford it all up front. So there are things, really good nuggets in this episode that are definitely worth listening to. Again, it's episode four of season one, what your divorce, what your divorce lawyer does not want you to know. Um, a little inside information in there, courtesy of the ex-experts. So those are our highest rated episodes of season one of the Divorce Etc. podcast. If you haven't heard them, definitely worth going back. You can check out the show notes. We'll have all of these episodes listed there as well. Um, any last minute notes, TH? No, I just, listen, we've done over 140 episodes of Divorce Etc. And they're all out there for you. And not every subject and every conversation is relevant to where you are right now. But don't be afraid to scroll back because we have so many different topics. And just because they're not the most listened to doesn't mean they're not equally great. Right. I mean, we have episodes with Susan Guthrie and Kate Anthony and real life experts like us who are telling you what they wish they knew that you can learn from. So we encourage you to go back through season one, scroll through and just listen. And, and some are lighthearted about dating and first dates and mistakes and, right. and all of that. So no matter where you are in the process, we have an episode for you. That's right. These are the top listened to episodes. 
but they're all really fantastic. That's right. So, so if you are enjoying the Divorce Etc. podcast, if you've heard things that you're able to use and that have been you know, helpful for you in your process, please, can you help us out? Um, because when you subscribe, rate, and review the Divorce Etc. podcast, it actually helps us get the word out so we can support more people like you going through divorce and beyond. So like I said, check out the show notes. You'll see this list of episodes that we're talking about. And of course, share with anyone you know who can benefit from listening. Have a great day.